Welcome here to Scandinavian Tennis Podcast. My name is Rune Thompson. And my name is Linus Eriksson. Here we will talk you through this week's most interesting happenings on the tennis tours. Vamos, let's go! Rune Thompson, we are here for another wrap-up of the Scandinavian tennis action. Uh, Rune, uh, I know you are a little bit disappointed about the results for the Scandinavian players this week, but how are you doing, first of all? I'm very good, uh, Linus. Uh, yeah, very, yeah. Could have been more to mention this week. It will be, if it continues like that, our... <laughs> Uh, beloved uh, podcast might uh, die out very soon if not somebody <laughs> is starting pushing but let's see let's see. yeah we we um, we need some results to to keep this up for sure uh, but we have a few few stuff to go through and uh, maybe we will dig into some of the topics a little bit more than usual uh, when we don't have results to to talk about um but i think rune that we should start with just mention uh, last week's uh, big guy Oliver Lin that uh, when we talked uh, last week we, we he was just gonna play the final and he won the final so he he have two two titles in a row and hopefully hopefully we will get him on sooner or later uh, we have a little tough to to schedule this talk but uh, yeah so so Oliver Lin two titles in a row and that makes you happy of course I mean I. I saw Ole when he was junior and he was, yeah, to be honest, nothing special, uh, maybe even close to ordinary. Uh, and now, uh, yeah, uh, playing, uh, playing, uh, yeah, good on the pro level. So that's per perfect. And I think that should be an inspiration to, to a lot of other, uh, yeah, Swedish, Norwegian, Danish players that it is possible to improve. So even that you are not the best when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, you can always uh, catch up if you have the desire and the eager to develop and, of course, uh, the money, uh, which is important. But, but you're not a big fan of late bloomers otherwise. Am I right? I think, I mean, I don't know if I'm a fan or not a fan, but I just hear a lot of people always uh, mention that oh this guy did it out of the out of line and this guy did it out of line and I think it's just very very naive to focus on that you will be one of these outliners because if you have to make it it's a much better and much safer and much uh, more structured way to follow the 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 pathway and the benchmark that uh, ITF and the different uh, federation has set up but of course yeah you can be nothing in in the in, in junior and still make it uh, to the top. But I think what I might be the reason why you say so is because I hear a lot of parents and players that are so-and-so always mention Muguruza that was, didn't have any uh, junior ranking or they mention uh, Diego Schwarzman that didn't have any junior ranking. But I mean, okay, there is always outliners in life. Yeah, that that's how it is. But but for a player like uh, Ole, that you you also said was nothing really special earlier. Maybe college was the right path for him to to choose uh, to to extend his his tennis career and now maybe start making results. Can that be correct? Of course, of course. It. I mean, I mean, two tournaments is nothing. So you cannot see. Let's see when he plays full calendar. He did not so good in Denmark and Sweden this summer. So I think 
I mean, <laughs> relax, I, I know, guys, I'm, relax. I know I'm always skeptic and I always a little bit negative. Maybe people think, but I also think it's it's fair enough. I mean, of course, it's a big accomplish, but he also needs to to show it. Uh, yeah, all around the world, you can see. Yeah, it. for I I agree. We we can just uh, shortly mention another college player that this week. Uh, made uh, she she won the qualifying and the first round in a 25k in Redding, California. Lisa Sar, uh, and she actually hold was it four match points in the second round as well uh, against uh, Carmen Tandi, uh, eighth seeded from India, but lost that match. Lisa Sar, uh, who we have talked to earlier in this week's uh, in this podcast. So uh, yeah, Lisa keeps uh, playing some tournaments even during the. The semester in in the states, which is uh, good to to see, uh, and hope she, hopefully she will keep doing that. Uh, Rune, should we move on to? Uh, well, I guess we have two two big results to talk about this week. Which I, I one do you want to start with? One of them is a little bit bigger than the other one. I mean, it is uh, one of them is on pro level, and it's yeah 25 level and i think that yeah we should mention her first of course uh, okay and we talk about kaisa hendeman uh, that today uh, when we record this sunday won the final in uh, santa margarita di pula in italy uh, and actually she have won five matches in the main draw and she have been the underdog in all five of them uh, an amazing tournament and probably her best tournament uh, in her career so far. Uh, yeah, Rune, what, what yeah. do you have to say? Yeah, I mean, it came out of nothing because she's been not doing well for a long, long time. And, and then suddenly she gets maybe some confidence winning a very tough first round and a very tough second round with that she lost to in the weeks before. And then suddenly tennis is changing and everything is much easier. It's, it's interesting how, how things can change in, in very short uh, amount of time, if you have the level, if you have the level. Because, I mean, we knew Kaisa had the level because she's ranked 300. She'd been winning other 25s earlier. So, of course, she had the level, but she hasn't been showing her usual level for a long, long time. And then suddenly one or two wins change the world. So it could be interesting to uh, yeah, maybe bring uh, Kaisa in uh, next week or next week again to hear her thoughts about it. So it's just not me talking. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all about momentum in tennis sometimes. Uh, we, we, we know that she have started working with, with another coach a little bit, Magnus Enneberg who was not with her during this trip. She, she was traveling with Christian Samuelsson. What do you think it can mean for a player to, to bring in a new voice uh, when you're struggling a bit with the results? Yeah, I think it's it can be helpful, but it can also be uh, confusing. I think it's a lot on the player's uh, mindset and approach. So yeah, it can go both ways. But of course, uh, I mean, yeah, after a bumpy start now, it's, it's, it's much easier. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Kaisa is, is very happy and pleased and the team behind her is, is very happy and pleased. So, so it's a good way to, to finish her outdoor season 2022. Yeah, uh, exactly. Or at, at least the uh, clay court season. I think the, the tournament is start, uh, continuing play, being played outdoor. Uh, but but how, how long time do you think uh, a, a cooperation with the player and coach should, should be going before you can, you can sort of uh, look at the results and say that it's a positive move or not a positive move? 
I think everything below, let's say, eight to ten months is 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 where it's like eight to ten months. Cannot really, you, you cannot really say anything. I think you have to know each other quite well and the routines and what you're working on in a daily basis uh, to uh, to really because tennis it's small percentages here and there and I mean it's hard to say which one is luck and which one is coincidence and which one is actually because it's a know-how and it's where you want to be but but uh, okay but for example this week's results for Kaisa uh, we take Kaisa as an example do you think it ju- it's just a coincidence that she wins like this week or does it have something to do with the new setup for her no because as i said before i mean she had the level so if i mean if she hasn't been losing all these matches for a period of time and she we forgot forget that we would say she is a contender to a title in a 25 level yeah so with that said it it has nothing to do with the setup uh but of course it helps that now there's other people that believe in her and of course, she got another mindset. But what helps mostly is that she beated these two players in the first and the second round, mm. and that gave her momentum. And then she kicked in with her her game. Yeah, I see. I see. I because see. I also know from players how hard it is to to change uh, things even on practice and then do it on 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 matches. So I think it's not something you can say has such a. Uh, fast uh how can you say introduction to your game mm-hmm. i see i see i see uh all right and now she's moving over to to hard court uh how do you think that will affect the uh the results uh the next couple of weeks uh, i mean of course with this win which she, she didn't plan maybe she should have played one more week in in santa margarita but yeah yeah you cannot uh, you can never know so yeah we will see we will see we will see and uh, if we uh, head uh, over to Asia and the other sort of big result this week, uh, we have Kevin Edingren reaching the final in both singles and doubles this week in uh, Malaysia. Uh, and uh, yeah, another a great result from, from Kevin that have uh, probably... Yeah, that is uh, taking step by step, uh, as we have talked about earlier. Uh, and now she's flying over to Japan for a grade A, I think. Uh, but please, Rune, uh, talk us through the, the week in Malaysia. Yeah, I mean, they they they, they did amazing and they, yeah, they did uh, very, very good in the singles and in the doubles. Uh, and he lost to a very big uh, Chinese boy. Uh, today he had chances but of course it's been a long week different conditions many matches and then playing first final in grade a so there was probably a little bit of nerves uh, but also a little bit of fatigue involved in in today's match but yeah great great week and now they have a very tough trip to 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 japan uh, and he will probably play the same day as he arrived so oh, really? it will not be an easy uh, start but he really wanted to go and I think that just shows uh, the dedication and the, the yeah, interest in improving uh, Kevin has as a tennis player. So I will say, yeah, good job. And uh, now he's highest ranked uh, uh, Scandinavian uh, junior boy in the world. Uh, so that's pretty in the ITF ranking. So that's pretty good. And uh, now he has secured his, his spot for junior Grand Slam's uh, main draw next, next year. So that's very good. Allez, allez. 
but you said that he's he lost the final 6-4 in the third set uh, yeah. in, in, today. Uh, and he's flying right away, I guess. The same, he's flying no, right... No, I think maybe they... Yeah, yeah I, I don't know which, but they are, at least they are coming to Tokyo Tuesday morning and then they play uh, the same day. So it, it will not be easy. It will not be easy. But of course, yeah, everything okay. is possible. And he draw out a wild card that is a couple of years younger than him. So maybe he can, uh, yeah, he can uh, get through that and, and get into it. So... So that's yeah, very good, and uh, and hopefully uh, this will not be the the last we talk about Kevin. Uh, hopefully he will do much more, and next year we will have his uh, our eyes on him for the for the bigger tournaments. Yeah, but I I think it's the right move to to try to to go there when he's in this of good course, uh, form. Yeah, of course, of course. Otherwise, it would have been a very long trip for for just one <laughs> week. But again, it's not so easy to travel these days, and there was maybe also something with visa. Uh, I don't know. So yeah. All right, all right. Uh, and uh, what what do you think? We we have a couple of other juniors that is playing in in uh, Europe, but uh, the move to go to Asia for, for Kevin uh, we must uh, have been uh, the right one, huh? Of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, go out there, get some points, and and secure your ranking. That's good. And uh, well, I know it's earlier now, uh, Rune, but. What, what, what do you think about Kevin's level uh, if we're looking uh, for his chances in the in the slams for for the start of next year? Of course, it it will not be it will not be easy because there are so many good players out there and and some of them has experience of a slam because they played this year and for Kevin it will be the first time. I mean, I think the same as I said to to um, when when you talked about uh, Johan and uh, Rebecca and uh, Sebastian Eriksson earlier, I think it's a matter of, uh, yeah, adapt to the condition and, and learn and uh, get the experience and, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, uh, win a round or two. Yeah, and uh, he's now, uh, the, the, these two weeks is on, on hard court uh, in Asia, but he's probably a clay court player or... Yeah, I think he can play 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 on both. I mean, yeah, before he played better. Um, I mean, okay, on on hard court it's easier for him because he gets a little bit more from the ball and the surface. Where on the clay he has to work a little bit more on the ball, and he's still not uh, fully developed physically. And and uh, yeah, so of course uh, maybe it's it's the same. I think. Yeah, and uh, he he will play of course play play the junior slams and stuff next year. Then uh, and then head over to the the senior tour. Uh, do you think we can expect a, a fast uh, path for him into the se senior tennis, or uh, do we need to give him some time to adapt? Uh, I think it, it again. It, uh, I mean, it depends on the on the physical uh, parameter. If he gr starts growing and and building some uh, muscles and some weight, I think he can for sure have an impact uh, right away. But as it is now, it's it's difficult for him, especially on clay. Yeah. All right. We will see, and uh, we will keep our eyes uh, on, on Kevin for for this week in Osaka. And as we said, he also went to the final in in doubles. Uh, in uh, Malaysia uh, G1. So uh, good week again. And uh, yeah, we will get back to, to Kevin later. And uh, the other juniors we were talking about in Istanbul G2, uh, Nelly Taraba Valberg and Sebastian Eriksson uh, reached uh, the quarterfinal in uh, Istanbul. Uh, do we have something to add there? 
Uh, no, but it's good to see uh, Sebastian uh, back on back on the winning track. Uh, yeah, I think it's what he needs, and uh, yeah, uh, I hope he can uh, play some more. Uh, yeah, uh, junior junior grade two and and one here, and and get some wins, and also secure his uh, his ranking for for main draw uh, junior slam next year. Yeah, and we can also mention that Max Dalin was also in the quarterfinal uh, for the boys there. Yeah. Losing six and same is, same is in, in doubles as well with the Italian boy. All right, all right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, correct. And uh, Nelly Taraba Valberg was in semifinal in doubles uh, yes. as well. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, Nelly is also a player we will keep, uh, keep an eye on uh, for... For the upcoming month uh interesting player for sure and besides that rune uh this is where we, where we go now you are a bit disappointed about the rest of the scandinavian players no we have a, a little bit of course so i mean yeah yeah but i think that of course there will be weeks like this so i mean we we cannot do a lot about it uh, but, but rune can, can we we all know that the Scheduling is a little bit tougher at the end of the years uh, and the beginning of every year as well. The, the fields get tougher. So can we, is this something we need to get used to, to not have that much results to, to cover here in our podcast? Maybe, maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit less. That, that is fair to say, but I think it's wrong to say that the cut is getting higher uh, in the end of the year. I think it's only in the beginning of the year. It's extremely tough. January, February, extremely tough. Uh, I think it's, it's, Soft in the summer because there's more tournaments, but I also think in the end of the year there's many soft spots okay. for the pro level. All right. So, uh, so, 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 how do you think this is interesting? How do you think uh, a player and coach should think about the scheduling uh, at the end of the year and in the beginning of the year? Should the normally players say that okay, we we take the uh, the off season and the preseason yes. uh, at yeah. the end of the year maybe? Should players that are not in the slam schedule it in January and February instead, you think? Yes, yes, I think so. I think it's it's very normal that many players do the preseason in January instead of December, because in December there is a good opportunity to uh, to get some, uh, yeah, go to some places where it's not so strong. Okay, okay. So so you you think the the preseason should be done in in January instead and and continue to to compete during if, if you are a future player if you're a future player it's not a bad idea okay 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 uh i see and especially maybe playing the christmas week is uh, is a must right? yeah 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 but this year i don't know i, I think there's not so many tournaments uh, this year at least for now in the, in the but but is it in uh, only in Egypt or what what is it? Yeah, yeah. At the moment only Sham and Shaikh. <laughs> okay, so so uh, yeah okay so uh, yeah I see I see and it's a 15k I think if I'm right as well. They... I think one of them is 25, but yeah. Okay. 15, okay. Uh, well, the results we have to 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 talk about, well, to 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 mention is uh, Kaiser Rinaldo person went to the quarterfinals in Reims, uh, Julita Saner quarterfinals in Baza, if I pronounce it correctly, and uh, Leo Borg quarterfinal in Sharm El Sheikh. Um, yeah, that's it. Can we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Victor Dorasevich doubles in uh, in France. Can you say semi-final? Yes, correct. Uh, but Victor Dorasevich is doing well in doubles. Very well, very well. Yeah. Uh, so so, but but I I 
I, I talked to him a little bit th- th- this week and he denies that he's a double player. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so uh, that, that's just a, a side business, I think. He, it was, he, we, uh, we also have to mention it, this, uh, the double was with Patrick Sandvinin. So we also have to say he was also in the series, of course. And he's actually closing in on his highest doubles ranking uh, ever. So that's very positive. 182 now. Okay, okay. I and with these you, points, you, you one, have... 160. Okay, okay. Sometimes I forget our Finnish boys, so it's good that you keep an eye on them. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually think Victor Victor Durasover said that doubles was a side hustle, uh, which I liked uh, <laughs> his choice of word. Uh, but we have actually, uh, uh, if we look forward, Rune, we will talk shortly about the pre-quality for uh, Stockholm Open that is uh, coming up very soon. Uh, I will... Uh, Get the yes. draw up here. Yes, it's have... starting uh, next week, I guess. Um, yeah. Pre-quality. And uh, the pre-quality is, uh, for, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a tournament with selected players that will compete about one wildcard to the qualifying event of the Stockholm Open. Uh, and the fir- this play is being played during three days, uh, 11th, 12th, and 13th of October in, at Salk. And at Salk. So yeah. they don't even play on the on the on the same surface as the tournament. No, they play in Salk. Uh, okay. the, 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 there's three owner owners of uh, Stockholm Open. It's uh, Salk, it's Qualteco, and Tennis Stockholm. So those three host the tournament Stockholm Open, and they organize this uh, pre-quali. And it's also those three that can choose the players for the pre-quali, and that's okay. why it's only Stockholm players uh, inside this draw. And uh, my first question to you, because I have discussed this a little bit with other people this week, what do you think of that they only choose Stockholm players for this prequel? I think it's fair enough. It's their tournament. If it's uh, they want to use it for their own players, I think it's fine. I think it's okay. Don't you think that uh, this is like a Swedish tournament, sort of? Yes, but on the other hand, it's their the clubs in Stockholm that host it. So I think, I mean, I would not say it's it's controversial. I would actually say it, it's fair. But if they wanted to open up for, for Swedish players uh, from all over Sweden, it's fine also. Okay, because there's there's a bunch of players in this pre-quality that have nothing to do with the ATP, I think. But uh, No, that's true. That's true. But then, on the other hand, they should maybe not do the pre-quality with, the, with, the, with eight players, but they should do it with four players or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, from, from my perspective, I think they could have used one spot for a player outside of Stockholm. But uh, I, I also think that they, they hope that it's a Stockholm player that will win this pre-quality. Uh, of course, of course. So, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess it's all about two players in this pre-quality. It's Carl Friedberg is the first seeded and Jonathan Merida is the second seeded. Yeah. And yeah. I can't see any other. C- Simon Freund is also there. Uh, will probably play Jonathan Merida in, in the semifinal. But at the end of the day, I think it's about Carl Freebra and Merida. Uh, and they play, uh, I can see full full three sets, uh, best out of with tiebreak, and they have ball change 7-9. So everything is uh, almost as it was on the professional uh, tournament. Yeah, so who do you think will grab this uh, wild card? Uh, Freebra has momentum, so of course he's his slight favorite now. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and I think, uh, yeah, he must be the slight favorite. But of course, Merida, if, if he's uh, on, on the right day and if he finds, uh, finds the uh, rhythm, yeah. 
Uh, it's actually a little bit interesting first round, Sebastian Eriksson against Merida. So uh, yeah, we will uh, keep an eye on this. Uh, and uh, I, we also have one more topic, Rune, to talk about here. Uh, and we have in social media, the last, well, you haven't seen it because you don't have social media, but I, I have seen it and, and you have heard the rumors that Tennis Portalen is probably gonna uh, lose speed uh, at the end of this year and uh, only do the tournaments and the v vlog from uh, from bigger tournaments so they will not post that much on instagram or do podcasts and so on uh, from the beginning of next year and uh, well yeah talk to me uh, rune or talk to tennis portalen what do you have to, to say but that is i mean it's very sad but hopefully that we can convince Alex and Patrick to join our podcast um, more more often than they have done in the past, uh, so they can still talk tennis and uh, they can still be yeah uh, hear it because they have uh, many good things to say and uh, yeah I think it's a shame that uh, a media like this is is not um, yeah uh, on on air anymore. But uh, yeah, they are now they have an open invitation to join us uh, yeah maybe even uh, yeah in the next couple of weeks if they have time they have they have an open invitation and uh, i agree i think tennis portal and have uh, filled a, a very big uh, how do you say role or a big purpose in, in swedish tennis and and maybe also outside of sweden in scandinavia uh, during the last last couple of years uh, alex have done a great job and patrick as well uh, so like you say i think it's a shame that maybe they, they, they not, not the federation or other people in Sweden have uh, have uh, grabbed the opportunity to to use that a little bit more. I think uh, because without tennis portal, and I think almost no one would have known about our future players in Sweden and uh, who they are, and they, they have put a face and a name to to the players out there. Uh, so so they have uh, yeah uh, have done a great job and. It's it's just uh, yeah it's a shame they they don't are not gonna continue but I can understand why, but like you said they are more than welcome to to join in here instead uh, and uh, yeah I know I know Patrick uh, <coughs> thinks my English is, is quite poor but uh, I I will try to to work on it uh, <laughs> if he promised to join more often uh, so yeah so that's how it is Rune. Uh, a couple of uh, three, three last question for you here. So I want you to tell me the biggest surprise of this week, yeah, which what, must what, be quite easy. Yeah, of course, Kaiser winning. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that it's. But I also think it's it, it's a, a little bit of a how can I say a, a surprise that uh, not more players did well this week because there was. This week there was actually many tournaments on uh, on 15 and 25 little, both on the on the men's side and on the on the on the women's side. Yeah, you're right. And if I if I also say the biggest waste of time, can I also uh, say that maybe that Henneman is not in the states at the moment is a waste of time? Yeah, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, that there is many many options in North America these weeks both for men's and, and women's. So I think it's not a bad trip to do uh, because you can do five or six weeks in a row and there's opportunities to play very high uh, level tournaments uh, with high prize money, but also high uh, points. 
and uh, that you don't get uh, to do in Europe because it's it's simply out of your reach ranking yeah. wise. Uh, and and I think you, you know more about the the men's tournament than me. But but for example, for the for the women's, I know there's both 60k and 25k's uh, a couple of these weeks, and and I think some some week it's 15k as well. Uh, and and you and me discussed that maybe our our top. I would say from from Kaisa to to Jacqueline and maybe Ronaldo as well, uh, they could have traveled to the states and and made uh, yeah yeah made it to the main. Yeah, and have, I mean, stuff. I think it would have made good sense to to do a trip like that now and then you do there and then you come back and and play the the elite series in the end of the year. You rest some weeks and then you play the elite series. So go to the states for for yeah one and a half months and then come back in the beginning of December. Yeah, and and uh, you you said that it will probably not cost that much more to to go there than to travel in Europe. I think I think I mean, of course, everything is 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 uh, how it is. But I mean, I think you can do it uh, on on a budget that is uh, possible to do for most of the Scandinavian players. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we can see that, for example, Lisa Sar is playing over there, but obviously because she's uh, going in school in, in California. Uh, but but. Uh, I think it's uh, yeah. You have a point there that that more players maybe should have maybe talk to each other and, and travel together. I don't know if they if they don't have a coach to to go with. Uh, so yeah. And uh, last question then, Rune. This week's uh, stroke of genius. Yeah, it must be Kevin going to uh, Malaysia. Great one. Good, good, easy answer from you. Uh, all right, Rune. Uh, always nice talking to you, and uh, we will see who we will bring in next week as a, as a guest. Uh, sooner or later, we will have Ulon. That's a promise to our listeners. Uh, and uh, but we, we we will see uh, who it will be the, the next week. So everybody, take care and uh, talk to you later again. And that's a wrap of this week's episode. Everybody, take care. Bye-bye.